1: Freddie Young back again, pushed out by Bartes. Wiltshire, oh! Arsenal have scored yet again in the premiership
3: and this could be the most crucial goal of all. The full-time
0: whistle, it's glory, glory, John Lombard, Hotspur.
1: Hi right, guys, welcome back to the Taste of Power podcast, I'm your host Ed Down. Welcome also to the very first episode of Pub Talk, a series where we put forward our wildest football agendas and really any other kind of BS that we want to talk about. We've got a depleted side here today. There's no Chelsea representation. Hammerson, Alphonse, has dropped out. Muscle tear. With me today, we've got, <laughs> we've got Patrick Halpin there at the top left. Say hello. Hello. We've got Ed Dixon there, bottom right. Howdy. Bottom left, finally, we have Temi. Hello. What's happening? And today we are talking about agendas, something I feel like is going to be a a series, really, because I think, you know, where do we even start? Where do we end?
3: I, I do have an agenda to kick things off. It's a positive one. Uh, I want to save save my uh, my pure hatreds for later on in the episode or the series, but I think, and I'll probably get a lot of uh, criticism for this, and it, I have definitely definitely biased in my opinion but Luke Shaw is the best left back in the world who else would you guys throw at me as a better left back than Luke Shaw and I'll tell you why you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: no, no, no. let's, de- let's deconstruct this in a calm way in a mannered way yeah. you know okay, we're okay. not animals I um... as I think everyone else would, would say you know complete bollocks you know bullshit <laughs> I think there's, there's a myriad of better left backs available not a, you know in the Premier League as well to be honest um, in the Premier League I, a myriad not a no, myriad not a myriad yeah a myriad if you I'm, say, Re, you
3: say Regulon you're, you're out
1: well I'm saying Regulon Sergio.
0: <laughs>
2: Sergio
1: Sergio, Sergio <laughs> regular I, I don't can you name me one thing that Shaw is better at than Regulon driving pie, t- pie tackling, testing
3: defensive positioning um
1: the left he has a better engine position. at
3: the moment <laughs> uh, basically every aspect thing. of being a left back
1: so, I don't know. I don't think he is. I think I think regulon has a future at the tippy top, at the tip tip top.
3: That's yeah. why I'm saying right now, I'm not saying that Luke Shaw's I'm not saying Luke Shaw's peak is higher than Regulon's peak. I'm saying Luke Shaw of to date is better than Regulon of today.
0: Just just on Regulon as well, I I want to cool this down a little bit. Okay. I've I've seen he started really strongly, and I know he's been injured in that, but is this a standout season really? Like he's been all right. I think
1: it's partially just seeing an extremely dynamic left-back, I think he's, if I can correct myself, I think he's one of the most dynamic left-backs in the league in terms of his offensive and defensive output. I, I think in that capacity, I think he's better going forward than than Luke Shaw. Um, I think defensively, oh. Luke Shaw probably, probably has him down at this point in, in time. But I don't know, when, you, when you're stuck with Ben Davies, this is the thing, like, you guys have not, I mean, you guys have had your poor share of left-backs, sure, but... You've been watching Ben Davies, and I watched Danny Rose for the last couple of years. To see a man that bombs up and down the wings, flies into challenges, but then can get forward and whip in a good cross—like I have every reason to be gassed about him as well. That,
0: that's just reminded me—if we'd done this episode a couple of years ago, Ed, yeah, I, yeah. Know, I know what your positive agenda would have been. Uh, yeah, we I would we have, have something... hear about Danny Rose, the best left back in the league.
2: Oh. Yeah, I want to make something
3: quite clear, which is that Ed said that Danny Rose was England's best best left back in 2019. Right, so this is, this is crazy to hear you besmirching his name now.
0: I think this is something we'll definitely have to touch on again when we do our combined elevens coming soon. Um, yeah. But I think I think actually between the clubs we represent, we've got like a really really strong selection yeah. of left backs. Um, I just think I, I actually agree with Temmy. I think I've not seen much of Regiom when it comes to defending because it's it's hard to like you don't see that on Match of the Day really, do you? Um, I. And I have watched more Man United than Spurs this season, but Shaw just seems really solid defensively. And I don't think he's the best at either two categories necessarily. Um, But I think in terms of like what he brings with sides of of the fullback job, I think he's he's probably the the best. Yeah,
3: Luke Shaw. I I just don't think he he does either that well. Is the thing? Well, I don't think he does. Can I can finish my point, which is that he's created the most chances of any left back in the league. So there you go. That's that's going forward. Yep, and like defensively, he always looks really composed in the tackle. He's got that recovery speed now as well,
0: and he's fat, so he can block a lot of he's shots.
3: Fat. He's got his passing and his shooting a lot more, a lot better. So it doesn't look um, as weird like as when Aaron Mbappé yeah. does
1: it. Mbappé <laughs> 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 is so funny. All right, he's so, so funny. So hold on. So hold on. So hold on. So hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm on. I'm on. I'm uh, on a little stats website here. Aaron Cresswell is the most creative left back in the league followed by Andrew nah, that's
2: Robertson bullshit. Aaron Cresswell is only followed at the by top Luke because Shaw. he takes West Ham's corners, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, he, no. Takes he takes corners. He takes corners and free that. kicks.
1: All right, so Aaron Cresswell has they've got 29, no one better appearances, to take... 29 appearances, 7 assists, nine big chances created, okay? Andrew Robertson, 29 games, five assists, eight big chances. Luke Shaw, 23 games, five assists, seven big chances. I think based on that, Luca Digne as well has better stats. Yeah, no, no. And no, he's no, paid less.
3: Great. I, I think Luca Digne is probably the Premier League's best, best shout at, at countering Luke Shaw. But your
0: actual claim is is it more form based or quality based?
3: It's so form based. It couldn't be more form based. Okay, oh, because, okay, because that's not that twisted. Uh,
0: Rob, Robertson
3: is the best yeah, back in there. Of course, the of course. Rob, oh, please. Of course, Robertson is yeah. better than Luke Shaw. Yeah. But, I mean, it's been it's been three months now since since Robertson's since Robertson's been maybe four months since he's been at the levels that he was. Yeah, and Luke Shaw in that time has gone from strength to strength to strength to strength. Also, Shaw sometimes
0: does these like he goes in field and he looks like Messi. He's unstoppable.
3: The ball control.
0: Yeah, I really <laughs> well, like Shaw. Yeah, I, I think he's great. I think, I think and, he's the one. And this is me eating a, a large slice of humble pie because a couple of seasons ago I thought he was like the worst player. I thought he fucking sucked. Catch me calling him fat. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Do you think he's better than, like, Alfonso Davies?
3: Like, really? Um, really? Um, not, not really, no. Uh, it's an agendas episode, so if I'd come on and I'd said, Luke Shaw's the third best left back in the world. Gender, <laughs> <who cares." laughs> I'll say it again slightly differently. In the last four months, there has not been a left back in the world as good as Luke Shaw.
0: Shit. Okay, okay. Because th- that Alfonso Davis comment left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth, right? For a couple of reasons. Um, Bundesliga.
3: Yeah, Bundesliga. Thanks. And then oh, also, oh. also. So
0: no, no. The actual scope of the agenda here is you know who Alfonso Davis reminds me of, and this is an agenda. He reminds me of like twenty sixteen Hector Bayerin,
3: <laughs> where
0: he he every single thing about his game that's good is because of how fast he is. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Ah, P- people were saying that. People say, I mean, remember, uh, he- uh, Bexter, Bexter Hellerid, Bexter Hellerid back to back to back to He was getting, um, he was getting shouts for best right back in the league. He w- he was much better than he is now, but it's because he was fast. He like, his he was inadequate, so fast. His, his inadequate defending got made up by the fact that he could perform like insane recovery tackles that no other player could. That's the that's the defending I see Avante Davis doing. And I love Alfonso Davies, he's great. Um,
1: but in a few years' time, I don't, I don't know. If I think, to... I think oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I think Alfonso Davies is on a whole other planet to fucking Bellerin. in like three years ago. The st- some of the stuff you see in the Champions League, forget the Bundesliga, the Champions League. The yeah, one yeah clip the stuff alone, you see
3: him sort of sprinting down the left, the left flank. Like, I, yeah, I don't think I've I'm seen not saying that. he's not quick.
1: No, but, but I, I think I, there's I, more to him than that, though. <laughs> Well in, in the new modern...
2: Alfonso Davies isn't
1: fast. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually slow. No, but I think in that modern in that modern left back role where there's fe- essentially a left mid, which is what we're talking about, that is the left back role of the time now, of the current era, he's yeah. the best one. He is the best one. But he's he's like I mean,
0: I've only really seen him in the Champions League because I, I refuse to watch Bundesliga. But um he he doesn't seem like an exceptional crosser of the ball, an exceptional tackler. He's a good dribbler
3: I'll give him that. He's a but...
1: skillful. he's skillful and he, I think he's a very a very offensive and against.
3: Can I say Ed do you think genuinely genuinely you you would you could put Alfonso Davies in a Premier League team even Man United and he do he do better. He wouldn't get battered up week in week out in the Premier League. You're telling me he wouldn't get battered up.
1: In in the Bundesliga yeah okay Bundesliga attacks, that is a big that is really to me the only big criticism of why he wouldn't be the best. All right. And when you have the the world class defensive talent around him to sort of support what he does. He's got David Alaba just there, just sweeping up, sweeping up. Um, whereas if he was playing for you know most Premier League Bar City, you know <laughs> he'll have flipping Harry Maguire there or like you know you know some yeah some. Let, some, let, let me somewhere. see how he
2: does with David Luiz and Mustafi defending. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway, like going back to Luke Shaw, I agree. I think yeah. You rephrased your point saying that right now, the way he's playing right now, he's one of the best left backs in the world, if not the best. I could agree with that. I think to say he is the best, to me, opens up a whole nother cam of worms. Look, because there's... there's he's like, just... like maximising his talent. He's like, right now, if... do you think he can get better than this? No, we, but we, I think I think if he I think the
3: longer he keeps this level because honestly yeah. I've seen some left back performances from him where they're are some of the best performances from left backs I've seen at least at my club. Trust but,
1: me. But like yeah, stuff, same stuff was with Danny Rose I and mean, two seasons later worst player I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> happens, I, you know?
3: I cannot believe we've given Danny Rose as much airtime as we have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is always going to happen.
0: I, I think okay, this is why we need to make it a series, because if we can, you know, when we're doing this podcast with a hundred thousand weekly listeners in two years' time, <laughs> if Luke Shaw has been playing to the same caliber then like across that whole time,
3: best left back best left back in the world. Yeah. No doubt. That, that's 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 my point. That that's it. That's all but he, there's
0: yes. no there's no way he keeps this form up.
3: Why? All he has to do is stay injury free. You have to remember before the double oh, nice that, that he's is made a nice massive... before he broke his leg.
0: Yeah, massive, Um, massive caveat that isn't he doesn't he have like a horrible injury record?
3: He does, but his leg is fixed now. Like I don't
0: if Luke Shaw was at Arsenal, he he wouldn't have a leg by now. (laughs) Uh, The the, the physios would have had to amputate it, there was no other way. (laughs) All right, you'll be back in six weeks. (laughs) If Saka had a peg leg, do you think Arteta would still play him?
3: (laughs) (laughs) He would have to. Yeah.
2: (laughs) If Xhaka had a peg leg, he'd still play him.
3: Jack
1: would be faster if he had a peg leg.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It would markedly improve him.
1: I think having Alex tell us who we all fought, and let's not lie here, we all fought before he signed for Man United, this guy, world class. World, world class. Man's uh, complete... No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> I, we all played FIFA was... We all played FIFA. We all play
0: FIFA. Uh, FIFA, come on. No, FIFA was the reason I thought he was bad, because I was like, "There is. I have never seen this guy play. I've never heard anyone talk about him, but he gets 84 every single year. He must be shit." He's
1: been 84
3: he... for years on that yeah. game, so... Yeah. Liga not track
1: but anyway, overall, I would agree with the point that he is playing... His best, he's, well, he's definitely playing his best for whatever of his career right now, and I'd say he'd be comparable with the very, very best in in the world right now. But I think the claim, which I think you have gone back on, that he is the best left back in the world. Let's give it two years. It's the Danny Rose curse could before him, is what I can say. But ask the fans, what do you what do you what do you make this Luke Shaw claim?
2: Uh, uh, I hated it when he first said it, but. If it's entirely on form, it's hard to argue. If you're going to take it anywhere beyond form, you are just dead wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Shore is in my team of the season so far, so I, I oh, will yeah. I will give Temi a sort of you know conditional agreement.
3: I wanted to let this rest. I did, but these people say I'm dead wrong. Say it, it, even if I was, wrong. if I was saying he's best in the world, right? Which I'm not sure I am. I think I might be. You know. Can you just t- tell me who these left-backs are that are definitely I 100% just... better than him? Robertson, Robertson.
1: That's Robert, the only Robertson. You can't okay, argue that. Yeah, and I'll,
3: I'll hear okay. that. I'll take that. That's absolutely fine. Um, uh,
1: no, but like, but like, I will say that the, the key piece of evidence you provided in saying that he is the best wasn't true. Like...
3: Yeah, no, that wasn't true. <laughs> uh, and I remember as you were looking it up that I, the stat I was, I was going was since the turn of the year, but I said it with so much confidence, I, I couldn't retract it. <laughs>
0: let's let's see in a year's time i think if if shore has another another season like this um and and robertson hasn't regained his level i would say maybe i would agree with temi
1: he's just so fat he's so ordinary <laughs> i'm sorry like i just look at him i see him speak on tv and i swear i've seen that guy like in in the pub before <laughs>
0: my agenda and we have touched on this slightly in a previous episode but uh, i think we need to dive into it here i think if either of the top two teams in scotland played in england they would get relegated
3: <sighs> lovely agenda that pat lovely yep. agenda. thank you I've
0: been, I've been meaning to get it off my chest
3: relegated I'm not sure about
0: relegated I, I, I think is a stretch
3: I, explain I really,
0: yourself I look I look at the, I look at the lineup for Celtic or Rangers I'm like sorry who are the players that are going to keep them up like did you, have you how, how many games have you watched that they've played uh, I've only watched to be fair this season I've only watched a couple of Rangers Europa League games
3: but I was seeing a bang average side bang average look I, I'm not saying these guys would, would challenge for Europa or anything like that but I think Rangers would put a hearty effort
0: in. Yeah, I'm. I'm say not saying they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have Sheffield United season. They wouldn't have that at all. Like they've got, they've got just about too much quality for that. But look at look at Fulham squad next to next to Rangers. I'm taking Fulham.
3: Yeah.
0: Are you? Yeah. Fulham have got to be fair. Fulham have got some crazy ballers in there. Um, what I would in. say is,
3: I think Celtic would would crash out.
0: Easily. Celtic. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, Celtic are done. That that's probably yeah. not the. Uh, The right angle to go for this this agenda But I am saying that I think Rangers would They would get relegated is agenda wording I think they would be locked in a Season long relegation struggle
1: (laughs) Well I'd say that I'd say Rangers have a far worse Squad than um, Celtic do I think Celtic are just like In complete disarray right now
3: It's not just about squad is it It's not just about squad because The the vibe of the club Can keep you up or or send you down Mm. Definitely uh, the manager, and I think the, the job that Jared's done there is undoubtedly amazing. And wh- when you when you watch Rangers sort of Galvanise to beat teams that that are better than yeah. them in the last two years in Europa, definitely. Uh, I I think they've got the right stuff to m- to mount a very good survival. Yeah, look look, look at look at look at
0: Newcastle. Better. Look at Newcastle. Right, Newcastle are probably I reckon will get relegated this season, and it's entirely because of the vibe of the squad. Like mm. they are they are doomed. You can you can All tell right. it. They they know they get relegated.
1: Let's get into it. Let's just really let's really imagine this scenario out, because because if you put those two teams in there for one season, they survive. Given the relative fan bases of those teams, they could become powerhouses very very quickly, in my opinion. But say in I think this power, imaginary power, powerhouses maybe a slightly struggle. No, right? no, no. Um, I, I reckon Celtic, oh. especially. I reckon they could be like because everyone talks about like Newcastle being. I mean, Newcastle aren't a powerhouse, but you know, you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of untapped potential with that club, and I think Celtic. Yeah. Could tap into a lot of that i mean okay
0: let me just clarify what i'm saying here right because because you're right like if you know the the premier league was expanded like with wales to include just include the the scottish teams right possibly different story because i think the the sort of the history and and just size of both of those clubs would allow them to have big budgets uh get some actually good players in and all that what my hypothetical is if you chuck the current squads into the Premier League, where do they finish? And I think they're, they're, they're sort of yo-yo club level where they'd probably be too good for the championship, but I don't think they'd be guaranteed survival in the in the Premier League. All right.
3: I, I, I actually disagree with you, but only on this point, that okay. I think if they were chucked into the championship, I don't think either of them are shoo-ins to get out of there. Oh, really? when you when you're in the championship you, you i mean unless you're way better than the other clubs there's no there's no guarantee it's no a battle. fucking
0: battle as well isn't it
3: i think these guys would be locked in playoff fights if, yeah. if you plop them into the championship if you plop them the, into the Premier League i think they could stay
0: also when, but, when you're talking when you're talking mentality as well like um obviously they're they're obviously perpetually against each other and that's where the competition comes from really but other than that they're used to playing like joke sides week in week out the Rangers have to exert themselves against, you know, Dundee? Probably not. Well, you're not factoring in the
2: the indescribable power of having that many Scottish players in one side. Oh,
0: actually, maybe they win, win the whole fucking thing.
2: Yeah,
3: like the Scotland the national team always do.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're locked in Euros. I want you guys to see this Rangers squad. Because it. once when, when seeing this, I utterly agree with you, Pet. to be honest. Alfredo Morelos. Who, who would any of you guys take this player?
3: Yeah, uh, well, not not at my club, but in the Premier League, I think he'd bang a couple. I,
0: of clubs. I think he's yeah. actually he he's actually one of the few that I was thinking like, yeah, he he could do a prem job for yeah. for a lower half team.
1: Like, no, no, definitely, I agree. These yeah. two James Tavernier as well. I think basically the good same. Player. Right?
0: Yeah, yeah. He, he's,
1: he's okay. He's okay. Everyone he's else, uh, every Ryan single Ken other player. Average.
2: Kamar Roof is a classic Shouts. championship striker.
1: Yeah. Well, good enough for
3: yeah.
0: Now I make jokes about players being 40-year-old, 40-year-olds. Isn't Alan McGregor actually like 40 years old? I, I was gonna so. ask how old Jermaine Defoe he's is.
1: He's a good goalkeeper though, McGregor. He's 39 oh me- <laughs>
0: <laughs> are you telling me are you telling me a 39 year old goalkeeper in the Premier League? If transitioned over from the SPL is not getting letting in five goals a game.
3: I think oh, I no. think he's a safe pair of hands.
0: I think I think I think I think Rangers would actually need the cliched two
1: people in goal to have a chance. You look at this this group of players. This is this is like West Brom level. This is West Brom level. Yeah, West Brom have like, better level. players.
0: Yeah. I would take West Brom's side over there. I've actually, would, actually would I? Would you?
3: Sam Johnston probably wins the goalkeeper right? Yeah, that, to
0: be fair, um, um, all, all West Brom's good players are basically on loan, aren't they? I like that guy from uh, Gallagher, guy from Chelsea. Um, oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And maintain tiles, you know, I, I quite like him. Everyone else sucks.
3: Um, <laughs> who's that guy who was like racking up assists? Mateus Pereira. Yeah, Kieran, Kieran, was... Kieran Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> he left, uh, didn't he? He's gone Alex Oxley Chamberlain. Then that <laughs> fucking. A fucking West Ham kid who, Grady. the Angana,
0: yeah. when he moved. The Angana. Yeah, oh, the one, Brady. the one who West Ham fans thought they'd be relegated without, and are now having their best ever season. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Predicted finishes. What was saying?
0: I was just going to ask. Let's go, for okay, ra- so let's go for Rangers. I'm going to stick my, I'm going to stick my neck out here, and I'm going to say nineteenth.
2: I'm going to say that they squad... avoid the
0: drop. I think they get 16th. 16th? that's getting towards like 14. Yeah, but there's but there's, squ- there's
2: squads then there's management. Like I
3: think they, i am putting them 14th. I think they I think I think at it.
2: the end of the day Stevie G is a good manager. Like you look at some teams have like better
0: quality but they can't. Okay, yeah, okay, pull yeah, a yeah, but
1: we've, I'm sorry we've seen, we've
0: seen Steven Gerrard level managers move to the prem and crash and burn. Mm-hmm. I just,
1: think,
3: um, I just think you're forgetting one crucial element. P A S H U N. Passion.
0: Oh, yeah. Would uh, keep yeah. that club up. Ma- okay, may- maybe the intangibles would. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying certified relegation. I'm saying certified relegation struggle.
3: Yeah, without um, doubt. Without doubt. They're yeah, not I gonna, think you'd
0: have to be crazy to disagree with it. Yeah, crazy. they're not going to be creepy, creeping towards top half, anything like oh, that. Oh, don't they're even be,
1: chat to me about yeah. that. Didn't Celtic lose to. I, I think a couple of years ago, Celtic lost to an utterly humiliating team. Oh in my god! Yeah, Lincoln Red Imps. <laughs> Lincoln Red uh, Imps. From what where? Is that? From from Gibraltar. <laughs> Not even a real place. No, like a are diplomatic territory.
0: Are they even? Are they even eleven grown men or Gibraltar? Does Gibraltar have its own league? Then I always just assumed
1: they.
2: Is, it two, in is Spain. it
1: two? I thought it was... So, is it's that famous people. win over Celtic? So they won 1-0. It's called the Shock of Gibraltar. Oh, to be fair, they have players such as Leon Clinton, <laughs> Chechu, One Anthony Bardon, Kenneth Cipollina. <laughs> <laughs> Who scored? Who actually scored in this game? Oh, it, it was... um, It was... Lee, Lee Cascarayo... <laughs> whose brother also plays on the other wing, Kyle <laughs> and their other I brother plays that. in defence, Ryan <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you asked the guys can laugh it up, but Kieran Tierney was playing at this game, so
0: oh shit! How embarrassing! Did one of the Gasolina brothers tear him <laughs> off, or whatever they're called?
1: <laughs> All three of the Cascaria brothers <laughs> and the Chip the Chipolina brothers were on as well. <laughs> Bloody hell! This There's season. three Chipolinas.
3: Just this season, Celtic went out to um, uh, Ferenc-Varos in the Champions League qualifying stage. Oh, I couldn't even guess where that is. I couldn't oh, even the guess. They're Hungarian. They're oh. Hungarian. I, I've heard of that. I mean, that, t- obviously, no other team in the Premier League lose, loses a double header to Ferenc-Varos, uh, over two
0: Over two of legs, Fulham, Fulham, to use Hamilton's phrase, Fulham slapped
1: them.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Sheffield United slapped them two
1: 0 Yes. <laughs> batter them. I don't know. I, don't, I think Sheffield United are so poor. I think I think they lose the. I think they lose the league from red. To be honest, I think the Cascaria brothers could get into that side. <laughs> they, run,
0: they, they run riot. A hat trick each. <laughs> 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 they bring the they bring oh. the match ball
1: back to their shared home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Finally, should we do a prediction on where Celtic would finish as well? rocks right
3: bottom.
0: I, I think I think they're they're battling
1: Sheffield for last place. Yeah. Well. I think they failed the great escape. They're 18th. Um, Okay. I think that, yeah, 18th. And I think it's purely because the fans are always going on about how good they are. And to be honest, you know, you're the Mickey Mouse League. You're a Mickey Mouse team. (laughs) I mean, my agenda, you're going to laugh so much. And it really is born out of uh, being a Tottenham fan. But mine is essentially that I don't think winning trophies is the be-all and end-all football. Oh, (laughs) oh. I knew, I knew that was coming. It's
3: just so
0: sad, <laughs>
3: well, isn't <it>, that no? <laughs> what this game about? Then I, no, I, no, I, no, don't no. Think, I don't think winning a tennis Grand Slam is a of
2: tennis. No, I, like, it's not about it's not about winning. It's about the friends you make along the way.
1: <laughs> all right, so so first thing I'll say, fuck off. Let's all get cut. <laughs> I'm gonna somehow I'm going edit your voices to say yes. I agree <laughs> with you, <laughs> but what I mean is what I mean is um. Especially players' careers and teams' sort of eras being solely not in you know obviously it's important. I'm not saying it's not important. Obviously it's important, but players and teams' sort of eras being solely defined by the amount of trophies they win. I think that is a flawed idea, and I think that can, I think that can change people's perceptions on players and teams when I don't think it should do really. You're you're talking about Harry Kane, aren't you? I'm talking about Harry no, 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 and, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> can, 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 I, can I just can I
0: just say, where, like, I I do sort of I, I see where you're coming from. Um, like I think we'll get into this because there's a lot to talk about. But just when it because that sounds so much like you're talking about Harry Kane. I, I think if Harry Kane retires with no major major trophies, it's a real shame. I'm not saying he would have failed or anything like that, but it would be a a real shame if someone with that amount of talent.
1: No, it would be, but it wouldn't. But like what I'm saying is, I feel like people. I think people would therefore view him as being a worse player, and I think they try and find. I think he'd be perceived as a worse player or less ambitious player. We'll get into that, yeah. Jesus Christ, <laughs> um, because he did, because he's chosen. For example, not, I don't want to talk about Harry Kane. It's not specifically about Harry Kane. Yeah, um, I think it's more on the. It's a very. It's, it's about social media my
2: friend uh, Harry Drain.
1: <laughs> 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 Car- Unrelated. <Unruhied>. <laughs> No, but I think it's a very, uh, I think it's something really born out of, especially in the last couple of years from social media, um, that winning trophies, like literally is to be on end all of like defining careers, this, that and the other. When I, I, when I, you know, when I really think about football and the game and everything like this, take a step back, like it really doesn't. Is For it example, the, only, g-
0: the only good measure of success though?
1: No, I don't think it is at all. What, For what example, they- This is my key example, right? Arsenal, how many FA Cups did you win in the last, what, five years? Three? Three, uh, Three yeah. Three, yeah. Maybe two. And would you say, as Arsenal fans, you were happy during this period? Did you feel like your team was progressing? Did you like the manager? Did you like the players? No, but it's, it's relative to expectation, isn't it? You
2: can't, you, can't, you can't start telling me that, uh, whether or not the fans like the manager personally as the measure of success of a club. Piss
1: off. Saying, no, no, no. no. <laughs> I, I'm not no, but I'm not saying no, you're, suge- no. you're suggesting different no, no. ways. No, no, you're I'm at, no, I'm not What no, you're no, I'm not. at
3: is that is that you obviously aren't happy with where your club has been, even though you picked up more you picked up those trophies. I, while, I I under, while I understand yeah. what you're saying, Ed, it's so flawed because the whole game, <laughs> I'm sorry, is that about is winning. Success. Well while, while it's not a measure of how good a player is, how many trophies they've won. If they've won more trophies, they are normally, generally, in the grand scheme of things. Better players, obviously. Okay. When you're looking at your side, depending on what side you support, if if you're if you're a Leeds fan, you're not going to think you failed this season because you haven't won trophies. I don't think anyone's saying that. But if you're at the loftiest clubs, then you have the loftiest ambitions, and the loftiest ambitions are to win trophies. That's just what the game is about.
0: Yeah. I mean, people are looking back on the sort of uh, early Emirates era and saying, like, oh, maybe, maybe Arsenal fans should see it as a success because, you know, getting top, we'd love to get the top four every season now. And it's because expectations have changed. Back then, you know, the reason it was so disappointing was because we expected to win the top trophies. Um, And going without trophies at the time was, was like, you know, that was, that was horrible for Arsenal fans. And, and now, you know, as you say, a few FA Cups here and there. I'm happy with it because it is it is trophies, and it means that the last few years haven't been like utterly pointless. But yeah, it's completely about what the relative
1: expectations are. No, I don't think so. I, I disagree with all of you. To be honest, I think I think the closer you get to measuring your enjoyment of football in the sense of winning trophies, I think the closer you get to purely defining it by that. Is the closer you get to sort of realizing that oh it actually means nothing but like this, this yeah whole I, thing I, it means nothing
0: i can i can buy into this because we i mean we were talking about this the other day and like it is, it is ultimately a little bit silly isn't it because you sort of think like okay we we won that trophy but but now what we, we got to just do it again and we got, got to do it again it, ad, ad ad nauseum but that is how we decided to do it like otherwise other without trophies And without any playing for at the end of the season, without any yardstick to measure success, like football would suck. It would be really shit. No,
1: no, no. I'm not saying get rid of trophies. Definitely not. I'm more sort of saying that people almost, I think there's almost a modern sort of implication that you can't really enjoy, like, enjoying football without trophies, especially at the top level. It's like you can't, it's synonymous with happiness and enjoying. Your team, people, don't understand that I've supported Tottenham for 23 years, and to be honest, the last 10 years it's been great. We've won no trophies. Yeah, I was going yeah, to ask that it.
0: because I think I think I think most Spurs fans would probably consider, yeah, the lot especially the Poch era, a, a, a big success, and I, I would as well. I think it was a success, but like, I think I think Poch is a really great example of this, right? Because everyone would say that he's one of Spurs' probably greatest ever managers, right? Do you think that's definitely, a fair a fair thing to say? And. In in terms of this objective measurement, you've got he's got literally nothing to show for it. But I don't think that takes away necessarily from how from how successful his time at the club was. Because, but that's because he was overperforming expectations. He's yeah. he's got I think, nothing. I is... I was what I was gonna say,
2: he's got nothing like physical to show for it? But I think his legacy is that Spurs are now considered a top six club. Whereas I think before I. I mean, top six is such a vague notion and I hate it what is that? and all that. Yeah, it doesn't mean anything, yeah. But, like, I think kind of before the Poch era, I I don't think you would have put Spurs up there with those other clubs.
3: No.
1: God,
2: no. Whereas, whereas now, like, they're right up there because they've... Yeah, they've they've not won anything, but they've been a good team in the prim, Premier yeah. League.
3: But this is why I think the Poch example goes directly against what you're saying here, Ed, because you seem to think that people view anything but winning trophies as a failure, and not one person, no one, thinks that Poch was a failure at Tottenham.
1: No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. I'm, I'm more well, no, I I would disagree with you. I think the the sort of section of people that I'm criticizing are. Those more on Twitter, and I think they would deem that as a failure. I would. I think they say the fact he got so many finals, did win any of them. I think they'd say, he failed. He got fired. That's it. They look at the bottom line. They wouldn't look at the experiences and all the, the things you can get out of it as a fan. They wouldn't look at that. They'd be like, a Chelsea fan, for 20. example. No, 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 no. You're trying to tell me a Chelsea fan would be like, oh, yeah, Poch succeeded. No. Hampson, no, failed. <laughs> what did he win? He won nothing. Therefore, he failed. That's Chelsea. That's it's such a mod that is just a point of view that exists out there. You guys it's might it, not share that, but he it's I thought, I thought,
0: I thought, Hammerson wasn't here today. Yeah, I'm hearing his, his voice and his opinions coming through very clearly.
2: His
1: ghost, his ghost is coming <laughs>
0: through. Arteta
2: pushing him into the podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're not done here yet, boys. Um, okay, well, well to say, t- yeah, again. I think maybe this is a bit silly, but Ed, what is your so, okay? If trophies are not the you know the be all and end all for a successful period at a football club, what is the Ed Dowling success formula?
1: There isn't a determinable <laughs> success formula. That there's no formula. That's the whole point. You know, is
0: so it just a feel, a sort of a feeling?
1: Yeah, it's thoughts and feelings. It's not about like like this is what I mean. It's it's more again my my thinly veiled hatred for Chelsea coming through again. Like, <laughs> it isn't just about winning a fucking pointless trophy, like the Carling Cup. Like, who fucking cares? Yeah. It's not, what... Right, oh, well, yeah. There, there's
3: obviously a hierarchy of trophies, and I think you're being deliberately obtuse. No <laughs> one thinks that winning the Carling Cup in a ten-year stretch—that success over a team that's consistently, you know, played well, fit, finished well. If but yeah. when when Birmingham beat Arsenal for the League Cup, no one thinks, oh well, that just completely gets rid of the fact that they also got relegated. <laughs> like, tr- no one thinks trophies are the absolute be-all and end-all when when they're just like little things, the Emirates Cup, for example. But like. When no no when no I'm not so this is the point, like when you're winning a big trophy, that is the big end If you win the Champions League, if you win the Premier League, yeah. that is the yardstick. That's the point.
1: But then okay, the well then what, what is the point of not supporting a team like City or Chelsea or Real Madrid? never oh, because, because, because of relative expectations. I keep going back to this. Like if that team
0: gets promoted, fantastic. Like that's yeah. that's a, a it's you the equivalent of winning a trophy. Relative- is it well really? you get a trophy yeah. for it, don't you? Oh, you might oh, I yeah, suppose, get trophies winning I if, guess. if you win, yeah. But like, um, but but that, that's the thing. You have to, as a as a football fan, you have to, no matter how ridiculous it sounds, you have to buy into the notion that my team is building towards eventually winning trophies. Yeah. Like, yeah, because because if not, then then again, okay, may, maybe there are other there, there are definitely other reasons for supporting a, t- a club, like you know, community fan engagement, just watching. Yeah, watching I, was saying, I, didn't, I
3: didn't support my team. I mean, enjoyment you know, of the game. Yeah. But, but you're not. You're not I
1: mean, like. You, are you going to think you your club's going somewhere? That would win a trophy. No, but like, this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying like it doesn't matter. I'm not saying. Obviously, I think about that. Obviously, it's something I would like to happen. But I just think like I think there's more to it than that. I know. Yes, the binary, you know, yardstick of success is that. But it also isn't that. You know what I mean? Like. Why would you support flipping West Brom? Why would you support any of these teams? Because you're not going... Let's be honest, whole city... Because you're from West... Pat has said it so, so
3: many times. You have different expectations depending <laughs> on which team you support. So yeah. there are different things that mean success for the team that you support. I don't think and it works even, like that. I don't think
1: it
0: works like that. Well, no, it doesn't work exactly like that, obviously. But I think even... like Let's let's use the, the West Brom example, right? like there, There's a very good chance that in the next 100 years... West Brom will not win a single league, like Premier League title. But I think even a West ha- a West Brom fan would say that a part of their support, like a part of their enjoyment and continued following the sport is the tiny tiny hope that one day they might. Like, that yeah, is ultimately West what Brom it's about.
1: To. My final point would be, following football by the metrics that some certain people would deem acceptable in this Monday in terms of how you should value success within a football club would make supporting most teams in the world unfeasible in terms of what these specific sets of people believe. You know, this is not so, uh, something I'm accusing you guys of believing or thinking, definitely yeah. not. I just think that that would make most of football not worth watching. A
0: Fulham fan, to again, to use your example, the reason why they would consider their staying up a success and something to be really proud of is because they can then be like, right, we're still in the Premier League, but maybe we can build on that. And that in t- in ten years time, maybe or twenty years time, we can I keep, don't we can think keep...
3: that's true. But I think. What do you people, think? I think. Football, I think. Fulham fans. All right, let's look at West Brom. Two thousand four five, when they stayed up, the Great yep. Escape, pitch invasion. Right, there's clearly a reason why. why these fans support this club and they oh they haven't won a trophy, but everyone's so happy that they're running on the pitch. There's yeah. a party. It's not about the fact that they might win the premier league next season. It's not about that at all. No, 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 no. Okay, okay, no this this the, you're you're missing. You're, you're,
0: mis- you're misinterpreting what I'm saying as well, because I don't think that's in the moment. That's not what they're celebrating at all. In the moment they're celebrating, staying up playing the premier league for another season. But what I'm saying is as part of being a fan of any club, you have implicitly brought into the idea that one day, one day, no matter how distant it is, you might be able to compete for the top, top trophies. And so what they're celebrating in the moment is just staying up. But there's a tiny, tiny thing there, which is, oh, thank God, we're, we're still able to hypothetically one day compete for the best trophies.
1: I just argue that, that your point there, that claim, yes, I agree with you. I don't think people think like that. I just don't think that, I think football's moving away from that, that idea. Towards i what? The idea that, you know, the the belief that, oh, one day, you know, one day my team can win it. I just think, I think the way it's going. And I I think it's a tenuous link. But like, for example, the European Super League, the idea that all these teams can go into one big Super League and that's it and it's done. And it's really not about, it's not about your Fulhams, your Holes, whether they can win, it doesn't fucking matter. in the end day, it doesn't matter whether they can win it. Because we all know they're not going to win it. We all know that. They're not. They're just not. Whole City have never won a trophy in their entire existence as a football club, right? So, you know, and I just think the way it's moving, it's not... Well, they've, been a, they've been a failed football club then. They, they should, should fold. fold. <laughs> Tomorrow. They, they have failed
3: as a club then. Yeah, <laughs> Decree of the Pace and Power
0: podcast. I'm telling you, part of the support is still this hope, however blind it is, they might win trophies.
1: And like, I'm saying that hope is being extinguished. Uh, I do believe that hope is. You're, you're probably right. <laughs> you're, you're probably right.
0: It's depressing, as not it? This, is, this is, is literally
1: what I'm saying. This has been saying the whole time. I'm saying the way it's going, the way the game is going, as through so, as evidence through social media, I think this little idea that your team can win shit, is not happening anymore. These big teams are getting this better, and, the better point and better and better. You were
2: better. making before. This this you're point, making. Is, such is, is, is very good. No
1: no 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 no, 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 no. It is it, descended from my point, though, right? It's because because it will soon mean that trophies don't mean anything. That's what I'm saying. Trophies will not mean anything. I in, do in actu- years to come. You know what I mean? That, Man City well, not what they not mean they'll they'll more
2: because it's the best teams competing for them. Why would they? No, not no, no, mean anything? no, no, no,
1: no. I disagree with that completely. I disagree with that completely. I think the way football is going in terms, of, I think fewer and fewer and fewer teams are having the resources to be able to compete at the yeah. top level. You understand what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So they're literally there will, will be no hope of these teams winning this trophy. So are, okay. are you
0: say are you say are you saying that then the, the the sort of relative expectations we're talking about? Are you saying the the yardsticks are going to move from trophies to just something else?
1: I'm saying the relative importance of the trophy has been going down. It's been going down. These teams have been getting better and better and better. It's not level playing field anymore, guys. And well, so it doesn't mean. I anything. think you're
3: right. What but This isn't is the point you've been talking about for the last hour. Yeah, That's it's what l- I've been leading th- up
0: to? Le- Leicester really are the like 2015, 16. A,
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real...
1: They're, yeah, they're an exception. Yeah. Absolutely. Exception. No, no, yeah, but, but that, that is why the sport they're exists they're an exception
2: there...
0: proves the rule. If that there can be an exception. But you Le- 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 Leicester mean that for twenty you... years at least, every single small club fan is gonna have this wet dream of yeah. one day we're gonna win the Premier League. Or one day we might.
1: No. In like, Leicester esque I... fashion. No, I don't know.
0: Obviously the game isn't what it is, because because you know what you're talking about is completely true. Like Power is definitely being centralised in, and I think the Super League is a great vehicle by which to show that because it's the the big clubs literally saying like "fuck everyone else, we're the historical successes." It's really we matter, you don't. Yeah, and and we'll just keep keep doing this, and all the other shit doesn't matter. And like that is worrying, and I hope that never happens. But this this I think. what you're talking about is has been happening, it's, it's like 50 years old at this point. Yeah, it's not like exactly. a, it's not no, like a I new don't think, concept. No, I don't
1: think it's 50 years old. I don't think it's 50 years old. I think well, so, uh, start, the process was kicked off when, when Chelsea really yeah. made everything a little bit unfair. <laughs> this is, this a whole is all Chelsea's fault. This is the whole different thing we're getting into. <laughs> I believe that in what the, the exact point you made earlier, Pat, about, you know, the little tiny belief that your team can win a trophy, that your team can do this, your team can do that. That's... It will be, is ebbing away slowly and slowly and slowly. Sure, it might be 50 years, 20 years ago, whatever, it doesn't matter. I think it's slowly and it's accelerating with talks of Super League descent and the other. Th- this process is accelerating to the point where these teams will not be able to win these top trophies, either through it being an exclusive competition or through it being so, so unfair that there's just no point in trying. To the point oh, where
3: on, trophies to, these, agenda. to the point yeah. I don't the think, Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, but I don't matter. think this
2: is an agenda. Yeah, this is, is, no, 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 no but can we turn this can
0: we turn thinking about it football as a sport? Can we turn yeah. this into an agenda though and say, Ed, what do you think this will mean for success?
1: As in okay. therefore the goalposts of success will be moved. And and, you and you have, for you certain have, yeah. clubs, no, so this isn't a good
2: agenda. If you want to turn this into agenda, you say some shit like PSG, Chelsea and City have ruined football.
1: Oh, but that, but that, don't, that that that's an yeah, but, that's an agenda. But that yeah. that is what I'm saying. Or the, that is or that the is goal. That is some the explicit that's version. That's not of an agenda. <laughs> but what you have framed as an agenda, that is what I'm saying. You've just framed. But this it is an
2: agendas way. episode. You should have framed yeah, it no, as no, an no. agenda to your start. Example,
1: okay. yeah, but your example of an agenda is literally what I'm saying.
0: Okay, okay.
2: Yes.
1: I don't mean bloody nothing. for Can
3: we
0: Can we turn this into just the question mark episode?
1: I have an agenda with the term agenda
0: (laughs) I think I'm just, I'm getting cut out of the whole
1: episode (laughs) it's not, we're we're a (laughs) a three-man episode now (laughs) Adam and Ed have
0: both come down with injuries
2: Even my howdy is cut, there's nothing (laughs) Uh,
3: He was one of the best girls I've ever seen in my life Yeah (laughs) he's <laughs> gonna mix his words because gonna be like guys go out there and hate it oh, yeah. sh- oh no <laughs> what am I doing it's the name of the podcast I, I just don't think Harry Maguire can deal
1: with pace of power alright so that was my agenda good talk guys um, got that done quick, swiftly and clearly um, Yeah. Ed, your agenda and this better be fucking crystal clear because I'm gonna come <laughs> down and you have a fucking ton of bricks <laughs>
2: <laughs> My agenda is probably going to need a few qualifiers to not sound stupid, but um, say in stupid form first. Up. In stupid form, Granite Jacker is the worst signing a Premier League club has ever made.
0: Yes, that is a great okay. agenda. All
1: right.
2: Uh, obviously, it requires qualifiers such as, in That's terms of general impact, not just the worst player to have been signed.
1: Well, any I'm, I'm questions? Just yeah,
0: thirty-four. I want to say. Yeah, it was it was in twenty sixteen he signed for about thirty-five million. Four years ago, like that would be in I'm not even joking, in excess of fifty million now, I think. That's a marquee like, signing. That's how far the last few years have gone. That Neymar transfer really fucked everything up, didn't it?
3: Well, yeah. Neymar uh, ruined it.
0: football and
2: that's yeah, why I did ruin got football. no trophies.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> this bastardization of, of Dowling's agenda is so good. I haven't I haven't explained myself at all here. Um, so basically, uh, I don't think a club has ever made a signing that has had such a net like a negative impact on said club.
3: So I think the two the the, the crux of the issue with this agenda uh, is it can be split into two parts. One, you're saying okay. that Granit Xhaka has had a grossly negative impact the signing. Yes, uh, on your on your club, and the second yep. point is that that uh, an impact like that has never been made by a signing. Yeah.
2: Mm, yeah. Sure. I Hit can see. Down. I can see. What I haven't put, gonna dissolve. <laughs> I haven't put much thought into this at all. So, so. Let,
3: let's take the first one because I think the first one is more what you're saying, and then we'll yeah. talk about the second one in terms of comparing it after. Why? What about Xhaka is so bad for Arsenal?
2: I think what it comes down to is his ability to have a negative effect on both offense and defense at the same time. Like
0: He's a two-way
2: player. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll start off with offense. Uh, he's, he's so slow on the ball. Like Ever since we've signed, we cannot play on the break at all apart from like a few moves here and there where he's notably not involved i.e uh ramsey's goal in the north london derby oh yeah years ago like the man the man needs four touches to play a pass that a good midfielder that you would sign for the amount of money that we signed him for would do in one and in that way he slows us down on the attack and like nullifies are attacking
1: presence so like in a Fred. way that... So, like Fred. But Fred costs, what, how much more?
0: Fred Cost was 50 billion, but I think if they were signed in the same window, they would be the same amount of money. Uh, what about defence? Because we'll go into all this D- in
2: Defence is general mistakes leading to goal. Stuff like... I'm heavily biased by the fact that I don't like him. because so He doesn't take <laughs> responsibility for shit like not following his man, and that's something that really gets to me. Yeah. But I think... I think if anyone has watched him play and we all know that his, I mean, well, his role would be described as like central defensive midfielder
0: yet. He cannot defend in any sense of the word. Um, I, okay. Obviously I'm going to have a whole load to say about it. So first I want to make sure that Ed and Timmy
1: have a chance to say what they think. I think that's uh, crazy I think that's absolutely <laughs> I think, I think to say that you signed an average player for thirty million, and that he's been the worst Premier League sign of all time. I think that's just nine. nigh I say, crazy. He, he is
2: he is an average player that we signed for thirty-five million, but his effect on the team as a whole has been his instrumental team- in our de- instrumental in our decline as a club.
3: I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm going to actually go in the opposite direction with this, uh, Dan Downing, and say that because 35 million is a lot of money. Well, at least was in the game at the time. Yeah. And Arsenal aren't the sort of teams chuck around money like that. What it has done is that he had to he had to be seen to be the person you were signing into in that position. So you couldn't really replace and do better in that position, and that was where your squad have been crying out for a player for years and years since the era, right? So what that signing does is it sort of pins Arsenal down to that quality of an average midfield for for years to come. And I think the midfield is almost... Where we, have, we, have, watch, so... yeah, we,
2: we haven't signed a good midfielder since Bar Pai, but I'm going to need him to yeah. play a whole
0: season before I can start
2: I, singing I, his praises.
0: I've thought quite a lot about what Ed's saying here because I... There's a lot of things I absolutely love about this as an agenda, right? Because the phrasing is so ludicrous, right? (laughs) Like you hit you hear that and you think there is no way that can be true. But I thought about it while you you guys I thought about it while you guys were talking. And there's a lot of reasons why I think he has been a terrible, terrible signing, which goes beyond like just him being relatively inadequate, right? Because if we're talking about like you know disappointing signings or flops or whatever he wouldn't even be close to one of the worst like oh
2: yeah that's why i need to qualify it
0: you get you can
2: sign a terrible player for a lot of money and he flops, but then you don't play him every game this is a man who plays
0: week in week out this is one of the one of the things i was going to say as well because like you know um there are so many factors which i think make this a terrible signing and as i said yeah i think jacker is a is an average midfielder he has good games sometimes um he has terrible games quite a lot as well but i think the fee is a huge reason because that was one of the first like you know obviously in the the emirates transition era we were the purse strings had tightened quite a lot right so we didn't have crazy money to be chucking around on on transfers here here and there jacker was one of the earliest along with Masafi, was one of the earliest like what I would call sort of like statement signings of the Emirates era, where it was like, oh, we're we're back in the market, we're throwing our weight around, we're going to make some big signings. Uh, Centre mid is one of the most important positions on a football pitch in terms of, you know, how the overall team plays, isn't it? I think we can all agree with that. As Ed says, going forward, Jacka, is so specific in what he needs that the entire way the team plays completely like melds around him. And I think only signing party has like diminished that a little bit because Jacko is like, Oh, this guy's better than me. I'm going to just facilitate him. And I think he's actually been quite good at that. Uh, and we're only now sort of seeing Jacka not be a horribly, horribly negative influence. But in the years where Jacko was the main guy, um, as Ed said, he takes five touches to do things that should take one or two. He slows everything down because he is so unathletic and slow in terms of like, yeah, speed of executing things that we are crippled on the counter-attack. We have to play this very sort of like U-shaped style of plays to suit him because he very rarely can find sort of an in-between-the-lines type of pass. But the single most important thing from my perspective is on the defensive end. And I think it's because of how Jacker has affected the character of the team, I want to say, for want of a better word. I think having a player who is so likely to implode any given circumstance, right, whether it comes to errors leading to goals, uh, getting sent off, and and stuff like that, it massively, massively affects the mentality of a team, right. We know, and I think this this season has been a great example of this. We know that at any given moment, Jacker could have a game, have a performance which costs us three points, right. If you want to be a club challenging for top four, which is sort of the mission statement for Arsenal, you cannot have a player like that in your starting eleven, right? Jacker has been the nailed-on player in our team since he signed. I think all these things come together make him a I think horrendous signing. I think
2: it's even more. Com- I think it's more complicated by the fact that while I do think he isn't good, he is. Well, like in past years, he has genuinely been crucial in our midfield to hold it together because we also haven't had the other players. So when you've got Xhaka as like kind of the level that your midfielders are aiming for, I think the things it does for the club. And also I've looked it up just to go back to the thing of how much he cost. uh, We've only ever signed five players more expensive than Xhaka. And it's Erzil, Pai, Lacazette, Bamiang and Pepe. And I think several of those signings have also been atro- <laughs>
0: atrociously bad. Yeah.
2: It like is it doesn't affect the team as much of like Yeah, and that's that's like why a I'll...
0: like a a forward. Yeah. Like, I like think a winger doesn't exactly. Because I think I think like, you know, a striker, a striker costs that much and flops that much. actually doesn't have the same sort of detrimental impact on the entire team, right? Uh and I'm sure okay, we'll get onto this when we talk about yoke. Know, I, other signings we can think of which are similarly bad but uh i think Jacker is like the embodiment of a lowering of expectations at arsenal yes. um yeah well, i think ha- having jacket in our in our being a crucial member of our first team um i think it's really important to reiterate here that i don't think he's like an awful player or anything i think he's He's fine. I think he's very adequate, and I think there are things he's even good at. Exactly. He's fine. And also, like next to Party, I'll say a world class midfielder, when he's just sort of doing the very basics of his job at Centre Defensive Mid, you know, winning the ball back and giving it to more talented players, he is fine. Um, When he is the focal point of the team, which he has been for maybe three or four years out of his time here, he has killed us.
3: For me, Jacker is—I was about to say like a rich man—but I actually think probably on the exact same level as Mila Ednak was. Do you remember Mila Ednak uh, uh, at Palace? He, he he used to take their their set pieces. He was a he was a bustling central midfield.
1: Oh, Mila Ednak, I think got way fewer red cards.
3: Yeah, yeah. What I was going to say is, except Miley Ednak didn't have that element of liability, but I don't think he was any worse on the ball. I think towards the start
0: of of Xhaka's reign of terror in the centre of Arsenal's midfield. Um, people called his disciplinary record a bit of like it was a bit of a valor to be honest people were saying like you know they're basically saying
2: people were saying we need a bit of a bastard yeah yeah, yeah. to sort us out this is a man this is a man who when he was when he when we signed him he did an interview where he suggested that refs were more lenient in england towards like bad fouls and that that was (laughs) was going to enjoy about the league
0: and he's been sent off countless times, like because because obviously, and the, the reason why people bring this up so much is because of Patrick Vieira, right? And they because you know Vieira had a pretty horrible disciplinary record, and and I think people mistakenly sort of oh Vieira got sent off a lot, Jacko gets sent off a lot, therefore <laughs> Jacko is, is is a Vieira type midfielder, but Vie- Vieira got sent off a lot while being the best centre mid in the world, and Jacko gets sent off. For stinking the joint out Letting his teammates down
1: <laughs> Punching uh, burly cho-
0: players Yeah, punching <laughs> people cho- Choking people uh, Flipping off the fans while he walks off the pitch I can't remember Vieira ever telling the fans To fuck off after he got sent off um, <laughs> Yeah,
3: but I can't remember the fans <laughs> Booing him off <laughs>
0: that's, because Vie- that's because Vieira was a good
2: Vieira <laughs> was good
1: yeah. I mean, one, so of, one of the best
2: players to ever Don the shirt
1: yeah. this is let's, run, Jacko let, let's run it about. back let's run it let's let's run it back a little bit you're saying so your initial claim was he's the worst ever premier league signing right was that what you said
2: uh in in as many words that, that was the report- agenda that was the agenda well, for you i told you it was going to need a lot of qualifiers and you told me no so that is that is <laughs> my- <laughs> is,
1: that that, that is, my- is that what you're saying is that what you're saying is that what you're saying
2: that is it's my so agenda accurate. at its, it's most basic form. Yeah, no. I think, <laughs> that, is, I think <laughs> that that is the fewest words with which you could express my agenda.
1: Yeah, I think you can convincingly say he's basically Arsenal's worst ever Premier League signing. Yeah, pretty convincingly. I think
0: we, we can definitely say that because you know people yeah people chat about Pepe because of the the fees involved. I think Lacazette has been pretty close in terms of like poor value for money. Let's let's he's say in poor value for money, but where we've had another good option
2: in Aubameyang it's not had the same impact on the team as having no good options in
0: centre-mid apart that, from Greenwich. Yeah Adder. that's the crux of it isn't it it's because it, there's so many things it's it's price relative to how much money we had uh, importance to the team in the years after he signed and then the actual negatives to his, his play and I think those three things combined I, I would say as an Arsenal fan I think he's our worst ever signing I think he oh actually Mustafi's close um, I think he's <laughs> Mustafi got I benched think he's... though I think he's worse
2: than Mustafi because one, Mustafi got benched, and two, Mustafi doesn't have. While he's terrible for our defense, he doesn't have the he doesn't have the negative impact on the attack as well. Yeah, he would like to, I'm sure. <laughs> would, I mean, I mean, we will, we all remember that time he ran up the right right wing and cannoned
0: across into yeah, the into in the row. Do you guys want to suggest some off the top of your head some some other potentially like yeah, This is
2: what I was hearing signings. from you, Temi, as soon as I claimed it. You were, were straight on oh there's
1: worse signings. Yeah. I think there definitely is want, well, there's definitely worse signings. <coughs> definitely. I think objectively, like you have to say like players like Robinho, like Adrian Mutu, like yeah, yeah, no, yeah, because that's not what worse. we're talking about. No, 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 the... I'm addressing pu- Adrian Mutu did. I'm addressing purely the notion of him being the worst ever Premier League signing, which technically he is not. Because there are yeah. worse, is what I'm saying. In your sp- very specific definition of worse signing, in terms of like detriment to the team, I've not really seen a player do that's... what he does. <laughs> but, uh, that,
2: yeah, is, that... that is my agenda? Yeah, and I. Okay. But my agenda also covers the fact that I think having that much of a negative effect on the team, we should do like increases like a... <laughs> how bad a signing yeah, you are. Surely we, should yeah, it we must
3: we, do. It must we should do. do we should, you like, you, like can't, yeah. you
2: can't claim that Kim Kauström is as. Is a worse signing than Granite Jacker?
0: Yeah, no. We should we should do like a pace and power. Agenda fact checker Where we do like a Pre-conversation agenda And then post-argument <laughs> <to> the agenda <laughs> Because this would have like 15 extra words added on <laughs> Oh yeah But I, I boiled it down To its essence
2: Yeah yeah <laughs> Whereas click da- Dowling, Clickbait cool. Dowling spent an hour Telling us A different agenda Hey <laughs> only, hey hey, hey, hey. Only I went I went, right? I went
1: mainstream Okay I went into the wider The very fabric of football You're talking about yeah. Pissing Jacket <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about a fucking average midfield I'm talking about football as we know it being destroyed
0: <laughs> Darling, did ha- do, you, do you think Spurs Have ever made a signing worse for their team Than Granit of for Arsenal
1: uh, Roberto Soldado was the worst signing um, 29 million, massive fee at the time it Scored like three goals set us, back, set us back the progress of Harry Kane Who got sent out on loan Because he had to yeah, be kept yeah. in the squad
0: <laughs> I, th- I think there's a, a, a slight difference Between like Flops and detrimental and the, signings. The, the dissolution. Of Pe- Pepe the has 14. been a, Pe- Pepe has been a flop, right? um Actually, maybe that's a bad example because the fee was so astronomical. Like, no, but ultimately... when you spend
1: when you spend twenty nine million in twenty, what was it thirteen? Yeah, on a striker and he scores two goals. <laughs> that is, is <laughs> fucking oh, detrimental. As it is, you,
3: you have to listen to the point that they're making, which is that. Which is that, in terms of effect on the team, for years and years to come, Soldado was nothing like that. It did he Soldado? the
1: progress of several strikers. We passed through to him for two seasons. Oh, Yeah, you're right. Harry oh oh no,
0: he's <laughs> like
2: Harry Kane. <laughs> he, no, Harry Kane on. Has failed to make it out the hood because of Ro... <laughs> no, but, Roberto so Harry Soldado. Kane
1: was in and around the team, but we had to, we had to play him. We couldn't afford to not play this man. So, so, but, so to...
0: Soldado, Soldado made Spurs. <laughs> By being so what? shit, he forced you to play Harry Kane. No, 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 Tiger no, ever. no, 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 no!
1: Harry Kane <laughs> got sent out on loan because we signed him. That's what I'm saying. He... Where did you get sent on loan? He was on the His same
3: team was Jamie Vardy. Yeah,
0: was was he? He? I didn't know that. Ed, if 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 um if Roberto Soldado had molded the mentality and. I, I really Spurs. think you
1: overestimate I really think you overestimate the effect that actually has on the players. I think that it's kind of an, almost an excuse for the the numerous gutless players that Arsenal do actually. <laughs> we have a lot of gutless
0: players. We have a lot but, of gutless but players.
3: Ed, but... I think if Soldano
1: came in and I think he was as bad as signing for Tottenham in that time, yes. Like, uh, but Tottenham were in a different place then to what Arsenal are in now. If you're know
0: Jacker I mean. still starts for Arsenal every single week. Yeah, like... but why? But why? Why is he just <laughs> why? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, that is it. okay. And and uh, like, I actually say, um, I think Jacka is one of the few players at Arsenal who I wouldn't accuse of being gutless. Like, I hate to say it, but I think I think like he does. He does sort of own up to his mistakes, even like it's just baffling that they keep happening and he keeps having to own up to them. Like if I see one more Granite Jacket Instagram post, we have to apologize for like costing the team three points. I'm going to fucking stop supporting Arsenal.
1: I just think he like, cost yeah, he six
0: a, points to Burnley in
1: one he season. He has a negative effect, but I think like these players have to take a lot of responsibility as well. And also, why does he get played? If he's this bad, surely are <laughs> the three last managers you've had one of them would have clocked that he was such a bad influence you know what I mean? this
0: this yeah but this is this is what like I don't know yeah this is obviously like a fan perspective thing because J- jacka has has obsessive fans we've talked about this before right and they'll talk about him like he's Bush gets where it's like oh you know if Jacka has a good game, you won't even notice he's there. I have to notice Jacka being there because he has the ball for like 90% of the game. Okay, now, now we're actually getting into the specifics of why I think Jacka's a bad player. But like, one of the first things I was told when playing football in the park was your first touch should get the ball out from under your feet, right? Yeah. Jacka does this thing where he, he, he traps the ball and the ball is under his feet for the next 10 touches. Like and he, he has to because he's so yes he's yes. so I've uh, seen him do this. What is that? Why does it, he do that? It, it's like it's like honestly, it's like pouring acid into your eyes. Because I'm like I'm like this is like a fundamental thing of football. You should shift the ball out from under your foot so that your next touch could be to pass it or to shoot or to dribble or whatever. He takes ten touches to do these very simple things, and it means for, okay. Your point, Ed. I have no fucking idea why Jack is still plays for Arsenal, and yeah, you know, we could talk about this for hours because we just don't know. But like the fact he does. And the fact that his style of play, because his style of play does affect how the entire team plays, because you know he is the spine of the team. Yeah, let's it's say like had, it's like slipping a fucking disc. Yeah, you had you had you had you have Cesc Fabregas in instead of instead of Jacker. He doesn't dwell on the ball for ages. He takes a touch and you know pings a ball over the top, recycles play quickly. A player taking five touches. Do you know how much time that gives your know, position okay. to get set?
1: It's more like. What is really the most the worst thing about it is the Baffin decision to play him. That is the worst. <laughs> yeah, his transfer because a normal team would say this player isn't very good. Let's not play him anymore. Like if, every other team does.
0: Yeah. Like- if if Chelsea had signed Jacker, he would be playing for he'd be playing for Dinamo Zagreb right now. Actually, like <laughs> they signed Jorginho and he's still fucking there. He doesn't play
2: though. Well, he sometimes does. Jorginho
3: is a better footballer than Granit
2: Xhaka. I
0: think so, yeah. I think they're quite similar. Yeah, but he's they're like a similar genre of midfielder. But you have to well, add in yeah. the, the secret sauce, which is Xhaka's tendency to get sent off or cost the team goals directly. All of these things together, because Jorginho, terrible, terrible signing, Um, And he's a very similar player to Xhaka as well. But he doesn't get sent off and he doesn't cost the team goals. I'm going to say Xhaka costs the team like this season's been a particularly bad one but he cost the team several points a season and maybe you could say that with soldado missing missing easy chances and stuff like that and Definitely. you know i don't remember soldado at tottenham very much because he was so bad
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but
0: exactly but this is what i mean you you moved him on and you know harry kane comes through easy money J- Jaka is still at Arsenal, and this is what makes him and, worse. And he's somewhat no, like I
1: don't think that's the signing. I think that's the managerial treatment of him. But the signing so it is... itself, like objectively, the, that yeah. signing right there, that isn't the problem. The problem is the fact that he continues to get played and has not been moved on. <laughs> so yes, is... I think <laughs> as, as part it... of
2: that is even even if it's not his fault or like the sign, like whoever yeah. made the signing's fault that he's still getting played four years later. Yeah. you can't you can't debate the fact that four years later he is still having
0: a negative influence on our yeah. team I even if it, you don't know why he's playing he's should, here and he's making we, us worse should we amend the agenda to be like granite jacker's signing has demonstrated beyond reasonable doubt that arsenal are the worst club in the world <laughs> <laughs> easy i still agree with dixon over over you on this darling because like i get your point that jacker in any normal club, he would have been benched or shipped ages ago with the level of detriment he's had to the team. But, you know, for whatever reason, he still plays. That is still part of his signing, whether, you know, okay. whether it makes sense or not, it's still part of his that's time at Arsenal.
1: He's the worst long-term signing in Premier League history.
0: Play, if these sort of flop signings, because I still don't think that's like the right word for Xhaka necessarily, because he's been disappointing, he's... but he's he's not been like... Say with a striker, it's very, very obvious to see a flop. I think it's probably the most obvious flop position because you assigned school goals, you haven't done goalkeeper. it. Oh, yeah. goalkeeper as well. Yeah, goalkeeper. Yeah.
2: The... I'd, I'd argue defend set like centre back as well. Very okay, yeah, maybe, maybe maybe
0: you're right. I maybe think, so,
2: right. but I do think centre mid is one of the hardest to spot a flop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah. there's not there's not like a set thing you've yeah. been assigned to do. Your you've got to do everything. The other players on the pitch.
0: Yeah, um, and Jaka but... has. Failed to facilitate anything happening on the pitch yes. So if, if if one of these Flop strikers was as Crucial to their team for as long As Xhaka has been for Arsenal I think they would be as bad if not worse yeah. But because bafflingly Xhaka is still at the crux of everything We do it has lowered The the level of Arsenal because I've, I've said for time, for time and time again I don't think Arsenal can get top four While Xhaka is in the club and Top four was Arsenal's bread And butter like Five years. That's what ago. we were known for. Yeah, and and I think, people, I think people... people made fun of us for getting top four every year. Oh boy, how I wish we had top four again.
1: <laughs> Where are you like? Yeah, tenth?
0: I mean, I think. <laughs> I think <laughs> even... Yeah, with Ninth. has <laughs> yeah. impassionately led us to ninth.
2: But yeah, to round ra- to round this up, I think I I knew that it was in fact like in terms of long term detriment to the team, Jacker is the worst signing. Uh, but that's not really a very incendiary title, is it?
1: And <laughs> if you want to um, <laughs> just right, yeah, round up what you, what, you, what you really think about Granite Jacker here, rephrase your final agenda. I'm going to give you the benefit here.
2: Okay, so I think, I think to round up what I've said about Granite Jacker, I stand by my previous statement. I think I did radicalise it a bit to make it a headline. I think. I think. If anything, from what we've said, I have won a couple people over from having people quite quite rightly upset at my first headline. Um,
1: yeah, well, I mean, general- that, that's, that still He's- is your first headline. Still is incorrect. I'd say. Still is fundamentally wrong. But your yeah, amended. I headline- sort of won over. <laughs> I,
0: I, I. think. I think overall, it's been a very
1: persuasive the discussion. The worst today. signing in Premier League history
2: yeah because nah, of, term, in term, in terms yeah, of yeah no, that's the amend, term, that's
1: the amended version i
2: stand, <laughs> i I stand by my original statement that you guys disagree with because I think to be a i think having this level of long term impact which we've all agreed on makes you worse than just a shit flop
0: i think it's a, it's, a, it's a, an agenda that works in its current phrasing as long as you understand that there are asterisks after like yeah, almost there, every word yeah <laughs> there are there are there are so many asterisks yeah. and so many like different little layers that you have to consider to make it work whereas dowling to to not to pile on you too much but asterisks wouldn't have worked with your agenda it was just
1: yeah i think um, (laughs) all right with my agenda i think obviously my initial claim um flawed to say the least definitely flawed i think my overall conclusion i think you know everyone basically agreed with me um i think i came out on top personally and yeah and and frankly (laughs) the the I think the recording shows that as as you as you the listeners will hear. As, these it? guys oh, are laughing.
0: Okay, okay. What should we say in terms of the best agenda and the worst agenda that we've come up with today?
1: My best, Ed's worst. <laughs> okay.
3: I I wanna put mine forward as best agenda personally. Uh I think I think, I think we're going to struggle here, because I think mine's sure the best might. agenda.
0: Okay, okay. I think, <laughs> Temmy. I think your agenda is the most reasonable by far, which means it's a bad agenda, so it's not the best. Whoa. Um, I think, I think, I think Dowling's was a car crash, so it's the worst.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and hey, I, hey, think- hey, hey. I think it's the best, because if anything... <laughs> We talked about it the longest. It was yeah, the funniest. I didn't know what you your guys. point was. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay, but maybe. But I think Dixon, Dixon's was ridiculous, but also quite persuasive. And I think that is the best agenda.
3: No, I, I, I don't think it was the best agenda. I thought it was a good agenda, don't get me wrong. I, I thought Pat's yours was, again, I don't think, because no one really cares about Scottish football. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Safe. Um, it, was um, safe. it was safe. Maybe, maybe not. It
0: was an agenda that was dead on arrival, wasn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> Me, say things, people kind of
1: agree. Move on. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Ed, I'm, I mean, I'm not convinced by your argument really at all. But you know, that's because you are talking can you say yours. that? No, 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 no I'm I not sorted I just think when you have to have so many asterisks uh, over your initial point, it kind of makes the whole point. It doesn't. What's the point you need even an making entire that? Entire books worth of theory. Stephen Hawking: A Brief History of Football. Anyway, so we had Luke Shaw, we had the very fabric of football being torn in two. You know, personally, I thought that was very interesting. But, you know.
0: No, that's part A. Part B, Harry Kane hasn't won anything. No, no, no. Okay, okay. No, part, uh, I
1: part
2: I A, I was, try part me. I don't A was don't try me. people don't but, rate Harry what? Kane
0: because he hasn't won any trophies. And then it turned
1: into, oh, football's been ruined. <laughs> right. Game's gone. Game has gone, first of all. Second of all, I literally mentioned Harry Kane the whole time. So, so, so you put that one down, your little list, your little prick. <laughs> um, moving on. Third of all, fuck off. I'm going to meet you, actually. You're on timeout. Have some of that. All right. Um, okay. We've reached the conclusion. We've reached the end, end of the road. So, finally, before we wrap up, can
0: we imagine what Hamilton's agenda would have been? Can we concoct one on his behalf? Frank Lampard will win the Champions League one day.
3: As a manager, probably. Yeah, that'll probably be one. He Frank Lampard is, that... is
0: of a reasonable weight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I don't think even Hamilton's that crazy. Like that. <laughs> um, he might go for like a Mason Mount over Paul skulls type type argument. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> no,
0: but no, I, I reckon his is going to be more rooted in like maths and finance for some reason. It's going to be like. <laughs> Chelsea is the best financially managed football club in the world, and no one will have any opinions on it. we will move on. <laughs> I'd say it's wrong because the answer is Dortmund, but,
2: um, yeah, like... or Leicester, maybe, but yeah, or Southampton. Hey, fuck, we're talking about his stupid. <laughs> oh, this is so rid- boring.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Patterson. Uh, so,
1: yeah, that was it. Pub Talk, volume one, the very first episode of the series. I. I wouldn't say I had fun but <laughs> it was certainly an experience uh, talking with you my friends um, <laughs> say goodbye uh, friend number one go on one of you which one mine of us you. is there one of
0: you I think he hated mine the most so I'll be friend number three I know i have no, really annoyed in this episode because I think I'm <laughs> no, probably three
3: me yeah, be off me off.
0: <laughs> you in I the think...
1: corner you'll. I'm oh, sorry <laughs> I forgot about you <laughs> say goodbye! Bye, <laughs> <laughs> bye,
3: bye. I'm
1: sorry, bye. Right, we'll do a nice one as well, just in case that sounds horribly bitter. I'm right, sure it doesn't. <laughs> That'll cause time on this one here. I've had a lot of fun. I'm sure you guys have as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's say goodbye to the people. Tell me say goodbye for me, please, mate. Bye. Dixon down there. Bye. See you later. And Pat, see us home. Bye. If you enjoyed that episode, please feel free to follow the podcast on Spotify, rate on Apple Podcasts, and just have a great, great day. Share it with your friends. You know, tell your mom. Tell, you, tell your mates at school, if you're listening in school. Um, you know, tell your cousin. Go around the fact Christmas dinner, wherever it is, you know, just go around. This is like your drinks. gender again. <laughs> You know, and read my book, (laughs) The Theory of Football. The 900 page exclusive coming to to Waterstones near you. (laughs) Fucking hell.